You're listening to Khan Podcasts. You're listening to the English language news of Khan, the Israeli Public Broadcasting Corporation. Good afternoon. It's Sunday, March the 27th, 2022. This is Nomi Segal with the top news at this hour. U.S. Secretary of State Antony Blinken says that Israel and the United States see eye-to-eye on the most important issue on Iran's nuclear program, keeping Iran from achieving a nuclear weapon. At the same time, he said that the JCPOA is the best way to put Iran's nuclear program back in the box it was in. In remarks at a joint news conference in Jerusalem with Foreign Minister Yair Lapid, ahead of today's Negev summit with foreign ministers from Arab countries, Blinken said that the United States is fully committed to expanding cooperation through the Abraham Accords. Lapid, for his part, declared that the U.S. and Israel share a vision of peace through strength and that while there are disagreements between the allies over the nuclear deal with Iran, Israel and the United States will continue to work together to prevent a nuclear Iran. Lapid also said Israel will continue to act against Iran's nuclear program. Blinken met also with Israel's President Isaac Herzog and has talks scheduled with Prime Minister Naftali Bennett, as well as a meeting in Ramallah with Palestinian Authority leader Mahmoud Abbas. This afternoon, Foreign Minister Lapid is hosting his counterparts from the United States, the United Arab Emirates, Bahrain, Morocco, and Egypt in Steboker for what has been dubbed the Negev Summit. The proceedings will begin with a welcome reception at the Kedma Hotel, followed by a dinner this evening. The diplomats will hold bilateral working meetings tomorrow, followed by joint statements. The summit is expected to focus on regional threats, challenges, and opportunities, with the Iran nuclear talks in Vienna and the Russia-Ukraine war among the issues at the center of discussions. Prime Minister Naftali Bennett says that on the day in which Israel hosts four Arab foreign ministers for a meeting in Steboker with Israel's Foreign Minister Lapid and U.S. Secretary of State Blinken is a very festive one. In remarks at the start of the weekly cabinet meeting, Bennett said that in the trilateral summit he took part in last week in Sharm el-Sheikh with Egypt's president and the Emirati crown prince was a defining moment. Prime Minister Bennett condemned the latest Houthi attacks on Saudi Arabia in a tweet last night, saying the state of Israel expresses its sorrow to the kingdom of Saudi Arabia after the horrific attack by the Iranian-backed Houthis. Bennett wrote that the attacks are further proof that Iran's regional aggression knows no bounds, adding that it reinforces the concern of Iran's Revolutionary Guard Corps being removed from Washington's foreign terror organization list. The U.S. Special Envoy for Iran, Robert Malley, says that the United States will maintain sanctions on Iran's Revolutionary Guards even if there is a deal to limit the country's nuclear program. The IRGC will remain sanctioned under U.S. law, and our perception of the IRGC will remain, he told the Doha Forum International Conference in Qatar. Malley also said he is not confident that a nuclear deal between world powers and Iran is imminent. Those comments contrasted with those of a senior Iranian official, Kamal Harazi, an advisor to Iran's supreme leader, who told the conference that a nuclear deal is imminent and it depends on the political will of the United States. Transportation Minister Merav Mikhaeli leaves today on a working trip to the United Arab Emirates, her first official trip abroad in her cabinet role. Mikhaeli is scheduled to meet government ministers and senior officials 
in the areas of transportation, aviation, and logistics. She's also scheduled to sign cooperation agreements and a memorandum of understanding. The war in Ukraine, the parliament in Kiev, says that Russian forces again attacked a nuclear research reactor in Kharkiv, and at the moment the extent of damage could not be assessed because of ongoing shelling. Several weeks ago, Russian shells fell in the area, but the building housing the nuclear fuel was not damaged. Yesterday, the Russian military stepped up attacks on Ukrainian cities, including the firing of several missiles towards Lviv in western Ukraine. Coronavirus, the R-value for transmission, has fallen for a third straight day and currently stands at 1.35. According to health ministry data, another 9,700 new cases were diagnosed yesterday. The number of people hospitalized in serious condition has dropped below 300 and currently stands at 296. The cabinet has approved the establishment of five new communities in the Negev. Prime Minister Bennett called it important news for residents of the area and part of the process of organizing this part of the country, which has been neglected for so many years. And this advisory, significant disruptions to train service in the center and the south. This after a piece of engineering equipment engaged in work near the Lod station was apparently, apparently damaged several communication cables. The weather outlook, cold for the time of year, chance of drizzle to light rain in the north through the afternoon. Tomorrow will be warmer with seasonal temperatures. The maximum temperatures in the main centers, Jerusalem 14, Tel Aviv 17, Haifa 18, Beersheba 19, and in Eilat going up to 24 degrees Celsius. That's the news from Khan Rekha, the Israeli Public Broadcasting Corporation. Join us at 8 p.m. Israel time for our one-hour news program. You can tune in at 101.3 FM, the Khan website, Spotify, and the Khan English Facebook page.